0: Hello, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you grow and transform not just your business, but your life. And today, we're going to be talking about shopping addiction and before you feel the hair raise on your skin look we're going to be talking about this from a different perspective that you may not have heard of so this is not so much a condemnation about whether or not you are spending way too much money than your mastercard bill will allow this is about you understanding the science behind why it may feel sometimes uncontrollable, unmanageable, and somewhat erratic with your purchasing decisions online, in the real world, and everywhere else. We're going to be talking about this with a fresh, new perspective coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I am so glad that you are joining me today. If this is your very first time listening, make sure that you... Hit that follow, subscribe button. That way, as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety-split. And now I'm giving you my electronic fist bump. Boom! Thanks so much. And those of you guys who have been listening, got a big couple of requests for you. Make sure that you write a review wherever you're listening. That way you can make sure that other people can be able to know about this podcast. Make sure you share this podcast with someone that you know could also appreciate what I have to say. And if you're interested in letting your voice be heard, be sure to leave me a voicemail message. Check out the show notes section. There's a link to send me a message. Make sure you include your name, your hometown, and what you've been loving about that. And I love to give you some free airtime. Okay. And if you are interested in learning about me, connecting with me, and just getting more information about this issue in detail, Check out the show notes section also. There's an info.deniseglee.com slash connect where you can learn more about me, access other podcast episodes, visit my website so you can review articles and other things that may be of interest to you. So go ahead and check that out. And because we're going to be talking about addiction, I just a disclaimer that this podcast and everything that I share in this podcast is for informational purposes only. No material in this podcast is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. And never, please, never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it just because you had heard something from me or any of my guests in the future. Okay, now let's get with this idea of shopping, spending addiction. And before I get into that, I want to just give you some lay of the land, some background information, because this really happens amongst female entrepreneurs, but this can happen to men as always, but it's typically a female issue. And what happens is, When women start getting into entrepreneurship, personal development, any type of quote-unquote up-leveling, typically they're told, girl, you need to go get your manicure and get your hair done, did, for my black ladies, did, hit your hair, did. So you look done and go ahead and just look fabulous. Go buy yourself those Louis Vuitton with the red bottom heels and go shopping and feel fabulous. Go on that trip to Bali with your girlfriends. Go to Egypt. Go have fun. You've been denying so much of the pleasures of life. And then some women go, yes. Oh my goodness. The heavens open up. I see the angels flapping their wings and I hear some harp stringing in the background and this feels like euphoria and you get out your visa card and you have at it and the next thing you know visa sends you a note and says thanks for all the business here's a bill that you may not be able to afford to pay off within your end of the month billing cycle now does this happen overnight no typically it doesn't What happens typically is you're feeling sucky because a client quits on you halfway through your journey, or you're not seeing the business that you want, or your your dog died, or not even your dog died, the car broke down, you had a fly tire, and you're like, well, it's time for some retail therapy, and you get your card out, and you swipe, and then you swipe some more. My goodness, it's a rainy day. I can't do anything. This Instagram am looks great to me. Swipe. My goodness, I don't feel up great because my stomach looks bloated. Swipe. My goodness, I really love what I saw those girls wearing. Let me get an outfit just like that. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And before you know it, it's an escalating thing. So addiction never is really a poof you up. And spending so much money, you find yourself needing to declare bankruptcy. It never happens like that. It, it's usually a domino domino, or a snowball effect. It just takes one bad event, one bad enough event, after another, another. And it just goes into crisis mode where you realize, that, my goodness, this is unmanageable. And like, again, I said in the beginning of our time that it typically impacts women. But honestly, this shopping, addiction, retail therapy, however you want to call it, does not discriminate on your age, your ethnicity, your religion, your culture, <laughs> your sexual orientation. It don't care who you are, young, old, whatever. It comes to seek and destroy anyone who has a vulnerability and... And just goes at it. And the ramifications, obviously, I've met so many clients who've had bankruptcy issues, or they've lost a spouse, they were able to keep a job, some jobs. For those of you guys who are, are just doing the side hustle thing, but have full time jobs, you might have had periodic credit checks, and that puts you in danger of the requirements to maintain employment with your employer, Lots of stuff has happened where you weren't able to qualify for buying a home. So many things because the spending has become unmanageable. Okay. Now, usually at this point, I would say, hey, go, I go recommend you to listen to Amazing Attitude. Well, Amazing Attitude is part of the solution. If this is becoming really unmanageable, I highly suggest to either seek. Therapy, literally, professional therapy. I mean, I can obviously, I'm a coach. I have expertise in addiction and trauma, all that stuff. But I just want to let you know this goes deeper. And this podcast within itself is not going to solve it. So I just want to just put that out there that for a lot of us, we try to find the instant solutions, especially if we're dealing with an addiction issue. Addiction, not just to shopping, addiction to drugs or alcohol or anger yes anger is a serious addiction too so I don't want to sit here and say just go enroll in my amazing anti course which I think is awesome <laughs> I want you to actually just make a conscious effort after, if this is something that's very problematic in your life to actually go and seek the help okay but and I just want to say that the simple low little and solutions of caring only carrying cash or a debit card or heck, even taking a Dave Ramsey course or whatever, is not going to hit the root issue of this. And my my people who are Christians, faith followers, Jesus ain't going to take the wheel on this, baby. You're going to actually have to do the work and go really deep on understanding why your brain is not just wired necessarily for shopping. It could be... I've What I've noticed is that people who have addictive personalities are catch-all for anything. One day, they're addicted to shopping. The next thing, they can be addicted to sugar. The next thing, they can be addicted to gambling. It it kind of spirals into all sorts of things, but the root issue is of the addictive brain. So in order for you to kind of really understand and wrap your mind around what that is, I'm going to explain some science stuff so that you can be able to really wrap your mind around this so that you don't just think, oh, well, Denise is saying go to therapy and that'll be the end-all be-all. I, I think you're smarter than that. I think you deserve to hear more information because that what has helped me in the past to understand my own issues. And I truly believe those of you guys who are listening and you want to make a change, not just in your shopping or anything where you feel it's unmanageable, that you can understand that. But first, let's kind of go and talk about your brain, okay? Let's talk about Homeland, Point 0.0 ground 0 and and how you function is your brain. Your brain is your your tower. <laughs> you know in a uh, airport you've got the control tower, your brain's your control tower. Well anyway, your body is primarily sinking to go towards pleasure and avoid pain. Now, it doesn't like pain unless it has been exposed to heavy doses of pain. Um, at an early age, and that goes in norepinephrine addiction, but that's a different conversation. I think I've talked about this in the earlier podcast. But anyway, let's talk about this idea of pleasure and reward. Our brain's reward pathway encourages us to seek out essential activities that adds to our survival. So what's survival? What do we need to survive? Well, first of all, we need food and drink. We need shelter. We need sex. Sex is not necessarily, obviously, penal, vaginal, anal insertion, but it's this idea of releasing those feel-good oxytocin and for guys, vasopressin chemicals so that we can feel good. Um, neurotransmitter hormones, all that stuff makes us feel connected and feels safe and stable. That's part of our pleasure and reward. And nurturing, nurturing comes from we always talk about erotic love when I talked about sex, but there's also paternal love, right? There's the love between a mother and a child. There's fraternal love amongst brothers. There's all other types of love where it's not sexual, but it makes us feel connected and loved and saved. Safety is a huge issue for us, okay? Now, this is how our brain works so that you can understand how it all kind of breaks down. We eat our food. Let's just go with the example of eating food. And then a the hormone gets secreted from our adrenal glands. One of them is dopamine. Woo! It comes out as um, being reacted by the amygdala. Woo! Feel great. Dopamine. That food tastes great. The hippocampus lays down your memories. And then... When something happens, it's a, a trigger that happens either from your stomach's growling and sending messages. Hey, we need more food down here. We need to do some stuff. Or your body feels fatigue or, or you feel stressed. Your hippocampus tells your amygdala, hey, we got to do something here. And then the desire to eat food resumes again. That's normally what happens. In summary, is, let's say we're eating cake. And we like that piece of cake. We said, Hey, this cake felt. Tastes really good. I loved it. Tastes good on my palate. Went down smooth. Made me feel good. I'm going to remember that for the future. So we eat the food. We get the dopamine reward. The hippocampus lays down memories, alerts amygdala when it's time to get the party started again. And the desire starts again and again and again. That's normal. Unfortunately, us, who are addicted, work a little bit differently. And I'm going to just go back, go to the example of shopping. But again, have you noticed I was a little interchanging between the food and the shopping. Because it doesn't really matter what your addiction of, of choice is. It can go haywire and over overboard, okay? So let's just talk back to shopping, okay? Because I know that's the purpose of the show. We'll talk about shopping, but so... Anyway, I just want to be all inclusive towards everyone else who um, may not be dealing with shopping, but the same concept applies. Let's say we're in the mood for some retail therapy. We're we're saying that we're going to go just browse online and swipe through, swipe up on the Instagram ads, or perhaps we're walking at a fabulous retail area that we love and we see something that we really like and we decide to purchase it. Okay, now the reward system in our brain floods with tons of dopamine. And then, as I mentioned earlier, your hippocampus remembers that rapid sense of satisfaction. Here's the problem when we have that desire and it feels so great, we want it over and over this is called repeated overstimulation, okay? Repeated overstimulation. And as a result, the number of our dopamine receptors are reduced. So what I mean when I say dopamine receptors is our ability to communicate to each of our nerves, hey, I remember that. That was awesome. Hey, that that trip to the Atlantic City or the Bahamas was great. We start, the memories, the experiences start dulling because we're getting so much of it at the same time. That's what a receptor is. All that communication between each and all the other nerves communicating and sending those hormones are reduced, okay? Now, as a result, the original shot or the stimulus or the swipe of the card or all the purchases... It, the reward seems less and less. You've heard of the song, The Thrill Is Gone? Well, the thrill is gone with every, each and every swipe of the credit card and each and every time. So you may have wondered why you feel as if you didn't have as much fun when you went shopping last week. Maybe if I could buy more stuff, I'll feel better the next round. Or perhaps that only that one slice of cake just doesn't do the touch. Maybe I need to have two or three or <coughs> half a cake right? That's what I'm talking about. You're having less reward than possible. In order to get that high again, we got to up the ante. We got to get more spending, get more stuff. The dosage, the amount, the quantity has to be increased in order to fill that original euphoric high. When you hear people who have been addicted to methamphetamine or opioids or painkillers, they say the first time was never the, the first experience was always the best experience they could never replicate that same high so we they try to get that same euphoric high by increasing the up in the ante increasing the do, dosage or increases the amount of activity and as a result, the high just stays off the withdrawal and then it the starts over and over again and as a result, we just go back to the that cycle over and over and over now there's three things that really impact the addiction okay it could be the speed of the dopamine release for example for some women when they drink alcohol on balance they whoo it goes straight to their heads much faster okay the receptors are, are communicating a much faster rate for guys you notice that guys on balance have a higher tolerance of consuming alcohol than women. Now, her shopping may be totally different. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and go through the biochemical reaction be- between the sexes, but what I'm trying to say is the speed of dopamine re- uh, release varies from gender to gender. Also uh, varies based on your family history. You may have a family history of addicts. You guys might be ripping roaring much faster than some other family. Just depends. Also depends on the intensity of dopamine release. Some have more, a uh, bigger pack punch for the bow than others. And then lastly, the reliability of dopamine release. What I'm trying to say is that for some people, they're on a clock, they're on a calendar to be able to feel more stimulated on certain days than others. I warn my female clients that around your ovulation time, that is a time where you may be more prone to do more impulsive activities, okay? Sex, drugs, alcohol, shopping, you name it. So for us women, our hormones are greatly impacted by the days of the week, our menstrual cycle, okay? So there's a lot of things going on that affects the mind of an addict. But I just wanted to explain something really important is that the reward pathway that we feel stimulated and very excited is intimately connected to our judgment and emotional areas, And when we're addicted, our judgment becomes distorted and the brain begins to treat the substance or the the, whatever addiction of choice, shopping, spending, whatever, as necessary for survival. So what I'm trying to say in a very fancy way is that our brains get twisted the more we consume our addiction, okay? And the only way for us to do that is to understand our habits and our triggers. And I'm gonna quote something from Dr. Nora Volko from the NIH National Institute of Health here in the US. Okay, And she says, quote, "'Habits play an important role in our health, "'understanding the biology of how we develop routines "'that may be harmful to us "'and how to break those routines and embrace new ones could help us change our lifestyles and adopt healthier behaviors. Now, in a fancy way of saying this is that we recognize and avoid our triggers. Our triggers come typically in three main flavors. Now, obviously, if you work with me one-on-one, we can talk a little bit more about exactly where those triggers come from and how to set goals, set and make and keep goals that help you not plunging into disaster (laughs) there's no other way to say that because I've noticed people that when they come to me they've been dealing with this mess for years and years and they try to medicate it or they try to put themselves on a credit card diet or they tried Dave Ramsey or whoever course and to no avail and so what's important for you is to understand for yourself that this thing that we're talking about is needs serious intervention so that it doesn't become unmanageable because that's the whole goal of this This is not designed to make you feel bad or crummy this is just keep you from filing bankruptcy and not having your mom and dad and cousin and uncle bomb or whoever angry and, and and ticked off you because you couldn't manage your life OK, so anyway, that's a long story to say we need to recognize these triggers. Now, the triggers can be one of three ways, environmental, social or emotional. And right now we're going to just talk a little bit in depth in this time that we have with one another about what what is what of each. OK, so environmental triggers or places, locations, smells, sounds like, for example, when I was a smoker. I had very distinct memories of walking around certain bars and clubs. And it took me to places, bad places, honestly, mentally, about things that I did and the height uh, or the climax of my past addictive behaviors, okay? For some of you guys, it's social, family, your Uncle Bob, your cousin Charlie passes you a joint Or it tells you to go shopping with him just because it's fun and you have all those memories of all the fun shopping times where you guys connected and bond. That's a social trigger where you thought that the only time you could feel pleasure and feeling satisfaction is when you're spending that money, especially spending the money around certain friends or certain family members. This is a social triggers and also seasonal. For some of you guys, you feel a need, an obligation to start spending heavily around, especially around the holiday season. I'm recording this as a holiday season. And for some of you guys, it is almost as if you are seen as a heretic or another way of saying this. You're seeing someone who goes against the norm and deeply ingrained patterns, rituals, and all that stuff. Look, the point I'm trying to make is that for some of you guys, your persona non grata unless you want to go on that shopping spree with your boys or your girls or whoever and drop in all sorts of money. And I see this a lot in the entrepreneurial spaces for women where it's almost obligatory to go out and just drop things that cost with commas in order to feel as if you are being aligned with the law of attraction and prosperity and that in order to attract wealth you need to be surrounded by wealth and look here's the thing there's some truth to that but for a lot of us who have been in those circles we have realized that's less of a law of attraction and more of law of hedonism hedonism meaning seeking pleasures and satisfaction and material things above all and you start to lose your soul you know in the bible jesus you know once said what is what is the worth to gain the world and lose your soul what is the worth to gain all this stuff that you can get from nordstroms and Wherever, and, but feeling empty and dissatisfied and lonely with a closet full of material possessions. I've met so many clients that have, I've gone to their house um, and they would tell me, yeah, I've got tags on cl- so many of my clothes because I've never worn it. I just picked it up. I loved it and I never worn it. And then I gained weight and I couldn't buy it again. I couldn't wear it again. What is that? Like what is that? It's sad, obviously. And I'm again, I'm not trying to condemn you if that's your situation, but I just want you to wake up to the idea that it might be coming unmanageable. And it actually, brings me to the next point is emotional triggers. This is where we are trying to blanket away the pain of depression and stress and exhaustion, frustration, anger, anxiety, and loneliness. Every time we're feeling that. Let's coat it over every time we're feeling upset let's go for, let's go shopping every time we're feeling upset let's take a drink of alcohol every time we're upset let's go hook up with some random stranger and have sex look. It comes in all different types of flavors. Shopping is a huge one that I'm talking about in our our time with one another. But I'm just not going to sit here and say that it doesn't come in all other types of flavors and shapes and sizes. And oftentimes when we have unresolved emotional issues, this also can make the addiction worse. So... We've talked about the science behind it. We talked about who it affects. The young, the old, everybody. Doesn't discriminate. We, we talked about how simply just taking a course or bankruptcy or being on a cash debit card doesn't work. And we talked about how it impacts us in terms of environmental, social, and our emotional triggers. Now, what do we do? Like, what do we do next? Well, I'm glad that you asked. What do you do is make a decision right now after listening to this and go like oh my goodness i need to i need to call denise and talk about this i need to see a therapist who specializes in addiction i one of the things that i have suffered myself and i know so many other people su- suffered is just going on the phone book and clicking on anybody who says that they are a licensed clinical social worker or therapist no, no 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 baby you need someone who is a trauma speciali- specialist or someone who has experience in trauma and recovery you know i have experience in that through my work and uh, some of my education but I don't care who you go to, just find someone and just get it done. Because usually what happens is that it your your addict is smarter than you. I always tell all my clients that your addict is outside doing push-ups in the parking lot waiting for you the next round, the next bell to ring so that you, they can get up, get up and roaring and just get into more disaster. I don't want that for you. I want you to be able to understand that this can take this addiction, the shopping, food, alcohol anger all that stuff can take a life of its own and you don't need nor do you deserve to live in that amount of stress and anxiety okay so you can reach me out we can talk about it i don't care what you do just do something well whoo whoo that was a lot to talk about if you found value in what I had to share, please share this podcast with someone else. That way they can also be blessed with this information. They can decide what they need to do with this information as well. And please, sure to reach out with me. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what, what have you struggled with in your shopping or any type of addiction? What do you, have you done to get back onto the road of recovery? I'd love to hear from you as well. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. This was an emotional podcast for sure. So please, if you need to listen to it again, just to kind of soak in certain things, I said, please do so because I want to make sure that you can start getting moved on that path, whatever that looks like. Well, that is it. Thank you for listening. Take care and be awesome.